Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. This is Christine Guthrie from We Eat Stuff. Welcome. In this podcast, we interview folks in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating who we want to know more about. Our guests this week are Tara and Michael Galena, who are the owners of the soon-to-be-opening Vicia in the Cortex neighborhood in St. Louis. Tara and Michael have a really varied and interesting past. Um, Tara is from Florida. Michael is from St. Louis, and their careers have taken them all over the U.S. Um, before they were in St. Louis, they were in New York. Michael was formerly at Blue Hill at Stone, uh, Stone Barnes, and then they decided to just take a leap of faith, came home to St. Louis just a little over a year ago, so really not that long ago, and here they are over a year later and VC is close to opening and we are and pretty much all of St. Louis is really excited about it. I hope you enjoy our chat with Michael and Tara. Thanks guys. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. What's up? Nothing. I'm admiring just the collection of great coffee mugs that you have. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Very good. I'm enjoying my half and half mugs. That's one of my favorite places in town. But I also really love the Inatech. Um, thank you. Office you space. You get it, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Lumberg is your, your character this afternoon. We pride ourselves on interesting stuff. Yeah. yeah I like it. Very applicable. So. Um, who are you guys? I'm Tara Galena. Michael Galena. And we are uh, the owners of soon-to-be opening Vicia in, uh, in Cortex here in St. Louis. Fabulous. That's wonderful. I'm glad you guys can take the time to come over and chat. That's cool. We're yeah, we're excited. excited. Good. What did you uh, fix for us? What did you bring us to drink? So I brought some uh, some beautiful tea um, from Retrailer, um, which is a great local tea company here in St. Louis. So Lisa... Um, I think most people know her for her chai um, and also her herbal infusions like Cup of Love and Cup of Sunshine, which are fantastic. But now she's really um, bringing in some very interesting um, tea varietals um, mm-hmm. from, from all over the world. And this one in particular is called Hojicha, which is a traditional um, Japanese green tea that is um, roasted over charcoal mm-hmm. uh, or fire to uh, kind of take some of the lesser appreciated pieces of the plant, which like the leaves and stems, yeah. which don't go into your top tier teas, yeah. um, but to give them enough flavor and mm. to make the tea interesting and delicious. So um, It's kind, kind of grappa of, in a way. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and I think just really speaks to sort of our philosophy of food, um, which is why I brought it. I was just going to say that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Uh we don't, we like to look at every way to use something before it goes in the trash, and uh, there's... All the parts. Yeah, Yeah. and there's a lot of delicious things that can be done with things like stems and leaves. Yeah, um, for sure. In all forms, so this tea kind of represents that. So cheers, cheers, guys. Yeah, glad we could gather together and get caffeinated. (laughs) Um... So we first met you guys, I get was it at the Murmuration Festival? It was. About yeah. two yes. months ago, yeah. yes, yeah. because you guys were hosting some pop-ups there just as a sort of, hi, we're new to the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, how'd you get involved with that, with opening in Cortex? How did this all begin? So we just <laughs> celebrated our one-year anniversary of living in St. Louis, yeah. um, which was November 2nd, and I think we got here 
which this is backstory, Michael's hometown. So, yeah. Michael, where'd you go to high school? Bruin. <laughs> huh? Okay. Ooh. Gotcha. I'm learning about how important that question is. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so his whole family is here. Cool. And so we moved here. Um, I, w- I don't want to say we didn't know what we were going to do, but yeah. we didn't know what we were going to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we were really excited just to, like, check out all the different communities and see what really mm-hmm. spoke to us, what struck us. I mean, I think going into it, we really envisioned kind of, you know, maybe going into an older part of town and, you know, mm. old brick buildings and a lot of that stuff. And, and I think um, we kind of stumbled upon Cortex mm-hmm. kind of accidentally. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was. And we had a, somebody had wanted to have a meeting with us to talk about a pop-up event. And they mm-hmm. said, come meet us in Cortex, you know. And we're like, what's Cortex? You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, all right, sure. So, you know, looking it up on the map. And um, we get down there and, you know, I was just like what is this place? Mm -hmm. You know, there was, we met in the 4240 building, which is where kind of the whole epicenter of that neighborhood is right now. Um, and it just felt really buzzy and we kind of left that day going, I don't really know what is going on here, but I know something is going on here. Mm -hmm. And like, what an interesting place to have a restaurant. And so we kind of just kept that in the back of our mind as we were doing our real estate tour around St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And, um, Somebody presented it to our broker, presented it to us as, hey, you know, there's a restaurant space that they're looking to fill in Cortex. Like, oh, Cortex. <laughs> you know, so we were introduced to their um, their team um, and met with the president of Cortex, Dennis Lauer, and mm-hmm. heard their vision for, you know, the future of that neighborhood. And it just really struck a lot of chords with us. Um, mm-hmm. The funny thing is, too, that um, through the power of Facebook, I also stumbled upon about three weeks ago. Uh, a message that somebody sent me on Facebook that was actually, while we were still back in New York, yeah. trying to introduce us to the location that we're at. Wow. But I, just, I never even saw it, so wow. it has to be fake. Ended I mean, up in that nice uh, junk yeah. folder. Well, right? yeah, if you're not friends yeah. with people, you like don't yeah. always get those Which messages. Which is so annoying. Yeah. And one day they just all appeared at once. Like, yeah. And, and I'm was like, Tara, <gasps> Tara. I was like, it was like job offers, and, oh. and then oh, this one man. that really struck out, and I was like, Wait, we've met him. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! It's yeah, like, wow. So I think it was a little bit of fade, and you know the how perfect situation. So they're all about, I think, kind of taking things to the next level in terms of you know entrepreneurship and oh, creativity yeah. and and forward thinking, and that's a lot about what we're about with this restaurant, and it's kind of that blend of you know community mixed with the, you know just the future of everything. So mm-hmm. I think. For all those reasons, you know, and of course, you know, all the months and months it takes to close a deal on something, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it ended up, it, it really ended up working out. So we're, yeah. we're excited to go into that neighborhood. That's cool. cool. Yeah, it's a it's a cool area. Before yeah. we had gone to that festival, never really spent any time there, but gosh, there's so much going on there. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. And the, it, the plans for the next couple of years are, you know, really looking incredible. I think yeah. there's going to be something really special emerging down there. Yeah, the so. joke that we like to say is because I would say still a lot of people in St. Louis are not familiar with it if they're not mm-hmm. in that, you know, in any of those industries that are kind of, um, you know, focused down there. So whenever we explain, like, oh, we're going into Cortex, the usual mm-hmm. response to people who don't know what it is, where's that? And so mm-hmm. I, I always have to say, well, you know where the new Ikea is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so our, our hope mm-hmm. is that very soon we will have to stop using Ikea as yeah. the, yeah. you know, the marker for what, mm-hmm. what that neighborhood is. And you can say, well, that's where Vicia is, or, you know, right. that's where a lot of these other great companies mm-hmm. are going to be. So mm-hmm. sort of yeah. reminds me of um, Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. just a little epicenter. Yeah. Just Austin is so budding, but now it's kind of really outgrown itself. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe St. Louis is going to be the new Austin. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. I mean, I think I there's. Mean, we've read a lot of articles about like a lot of these people. They don't want to just be in San Francisco doing all these tech startups, and they're mm-hmm. looking at like Omaha, Nebraska, and Austin, and St. Yeah. Louis, and yep. it's like you know to kind of bring some of these startups and 
mm. and things. Yeah. yeah. The term I've heard is insourcing instead of outsourcing. Okay. It's oh. looking to inward to the Midwest to find cheaper employees than actually going over, you know, seas. So this right. way they have people who are U.S. citizens, people who, uh, you know, speak English. You know, not saying this. You know, I mean, I've I've actually worked with people outside the country and had no problem, but you know, it's a sh- it's really it's kind of a win win situation because basically yeah. for the internet you don't care where people actually are per se, you know. And, right. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it. And I think there's a lot of untapped talent here, and I think mm-hmm. especially with the universities that are here, being able to capture those people and not let them leave. You mm-hmm. know, say hey, you came to Washu or you came mm-hmm. to SLU, yeah. and you're like, you know, a genius at whatever it is that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, open a business here or join a company here instead of going back to the mm-hmm. coast or wherever yeah. it is that they came from. You know, I think that's happening more too. So for sure, um, mm-hmm. it feels. It feels really good because I think for what we're trying to do as far as the concept of the restaurant and, and really kind of push this vegetable forward cuisine, mm-hmm. um, you know, which I always preface by saying is not vegetarian, um, you know, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes people are like, oh, I don't know, it's a lot of vegetables, you know, but <laughs> but there are so many interesting ways t- to look at vegetables and make them delicious and on, sometimes even make them taste like meat, you know, that mm-hmm. you don't miss those big pieces yeah. of protein that... I think there's a lot of people here living now, especially in the city, that are open-minded to trying new things, and, right. you know, so I hope we can be yeah, that Yeah, it's really kind of people. just looking at vegetables almost like meat, and like thinking sure. of the same yeah. techniques, like, you know, you're cooking, you know, meats hanging up high off coals for mm-hmm. hours, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you do the same thing with vegetables and see the different flavors than just, you know, sweating them out with onions and pureeing them, or, you know, roasting them, or there's so many other different ways that you can, you know have fun and, and really yeah I mean like we make salts you know and powders with the skins and we cook mm. the stems and you know the roots the roots are like the roots of the roots it's you know? like you know a lot of a lot of times you go to the farmers markets and stuff like that I mean they kind of trim them off but like even like those little tails and roots and stuff mm. like that you can kind of pickle and have fun with and you know like really just kind of looking at the whole thing from from root to flower mm-hmm. to you know a certain idea of you know making yeah. oils making you know preserving yeah, we love meat too. So we, yeah. we work a lot with yeah. all different cuts and sure. fats and you know yeah. things like that. So. Neat. Um, where do you guys come from? Where have you worked before, and what has led you to opening your own restaurant? Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> I first went to the University of Missouri, but I had always had this main passion of cooking and food, and um, went on a trip out to San Francisco. Kind of fell in love with the Bay Area and. Was kind of like okay how do i make my next step here and mm-hmm. um, started researching culinary schools went out to culinary school in san francisco the california culinary academy um, worked in napa for a little bit at bouchon um, and then kind of got this really incredible incredible opportunity at um, campton place with daniel hum mm-hmm. um, through a friend of getting help you know begging for to give me a trail and i got and got a trail formed a really great relationship the two years i was there uh, with daniel and um, that's when, you know, Danny Myers asked him, Danny Meyer asked him to come to New York. So that kind of brought me to New York and, mm. you know, I, I really kind of said, I only wanted to go to New York for one year. You know, I, I never mm. even been to New York before I flew in that's a good to story. work. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of funny stories, uh, <laughs> with, with this one, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'd never been to New York, so I had no idea. Mm. I landed on the tarmac. I kind of met somebody. Um, that was going to be my roommate mm-hmm. over the phone in Craigslist. Uh, oh, met her at her work, got our keys, went into what was supposed to be a very large studio, like a loft apartment. Um, it was uh, the size of most spare bedrooms with bunk beds. Probably this size room, right? With maybe beds. smaller. Oh, yeah, with a kitchen in the bathroom. Wow. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, kind of just 
fell in love with Dan Barber. You know, mm-hmm. I worked at Love Madison for a year. It was just time to to move on. I'd become mm-hmm. a regular at Dan's restaurant, Blue Hill, New York. And hmm. um, the joke was I would always go in and be like, oh, how's everything going, you know, at uh, Love Madison. And one day I was just like, oh, I just left. And they were like, you know, next thing I know, I'm being interviewed for a job um, and going up to Stone Barns the next day mm-hmm. to meet with Dan and go on a tour of Stone Barns and stuff like that. And yeah, the rest was kind of, you know, just kind of falling in love with his philosophy and all of his mm-hmm. ideas and, you know, just really, um, you know, going from this super, super fine dining, 11 Madison Park, Campton Place, and and not really being exposed to really what, well, you know, caring about where the food's coming from, uh-huh. you know, and a lot of a lot of that really sparked me a lot. So I spent, you know, I guess about four plus years uh, working with Dan down at Blue Hill, New York, mm-hmm. um, as a sous chef and helping them run the kitchen down there, and then took the opportunity to work at Stone Barns cool. for, for the last four years. With some, sta- some staging in Europe. Yeah. And, and stuff in between. And that's where we met was in Europe, Blue Hill. No, no, oh. I'm, um, that would have been exciting. But yeah. um, no, we met at Blue Hill at Stone Barns. Okay. Um, and I was um, working there as a farms apprentice, mm. which is a um, probably the just the coolest thing you could get yourself into if you wanted to learn about sustainable far- farming and Neat. service. But yeah, okay. so I'm from Florida originally. Okay. And I um, had a career change in my mid 20s and decided that corporate America wasn't for me yeah and quit and moved to New York City mm. uh, and applied to culinary school and sort of just said I'm gonna see what yeah. happens and yeah. I can always move back home if that doesn't work out gotcha. uh, and it was the best decision I could have ever made and mm. I went to the French Culinary Institute and um, studied at night and worked during the day and tried every you know job I thought I could find in the food industry there a lot of it focused on media actually um, mm-hmm. working at magazines television networks food styling a lot of things like that which yeah. is what I thought I really wanted to do because uh-huh. um, you see a lot of this stuff on TV and it seems really really exciting um, and I eventually um, years later found out about this position at Stone Barns which was to do this farms apprenticeship which mm-hmm. one day a week you were working on the farm and four mm. days a week you were working in the restaurant and you start at the very bottom answering the phones you know with the reservationist and then work your way up and mm. it was a six-month commitment and I was like well what can it what harm can that do it's only six months I'm right. gonna leave New York City which was so exciting and move to the country and mm-hmm. you know not kind of know anybody and um, again it was kind of another risk but it seemed like you know as much as I'd learned about food even in culinary school and working at you know different places you don't learn about where it's all coming from and you really have that disconnect and you know I didn't have that experience in Florida at all I grew up you know I mean there's so much agriculture in the state of Florida but you have no exposure to it it's crazy so I thought well I have to learn more about sourcing of ingredients and yeah. so it seemed like a great idea and it was awesome you know I worked um, I worked in the greenhouse I worked with livestock and you know woke mm. up at the crack of dawn to you know feed the pigs and chickens and you know shoveled compost all over the place and yeah. you know it was a really humbling experience uh, and taught me a lot about um, you know just how much work you know, truly goes into to getting sure. food from, you know, from the ground to your plate. Um, and then I discovered through the, the restaurant training process that I actually really loved fine dining service and mm. just that, you know, the special thing that can happen when you create a really great experience for mm-hmm. somebody. And so I never in a million years thought that all this trajectory would lead me to wanting to be a server, yeah. um, you know, but it, it turned out it did. Um, mm. And I, you know, I see it as, I see service to me as a lot more than just waiting tables. You know, yeah. there's a lot of magic that can be behind it. So um, that's where we met shortly after I started working there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had our little top secret relationship for a little bit, and I said <laughs> I would never in a million years date a chef. No way. <laughs> They're just too much, 
too much work. Um, <laughs> you know, and then I went and married one. So, yeah. um, you know, so we, we got married last summer and, you know, decided, I think that it was time to, to move on and, and do our own thing. You know, Michael mm. had been with Dan for almost nine years and, wow. you know, at, at that point it's like, that was never going to be our restaurant. So, you know, we felt like, you know, what's the next step? So, you know, again, that's kind of how we ended up here. Um, mm. And I don't think we ever knew where this last year would lead us. It's yeah. been pretty amazing. Yeah. It's been super organic. Mm-hmm. Very, organic. Yeah. Very organic. Some, sometimes that's how it works out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think understand. that's for the best. I mean, I, yeah. I couldn't, we couldn't have scripted this by any means. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we were like, well, let's try a pop-up dinner. You know, like, what's mm-hmm. somebody, I don't think either of us had ever I been never, to a pop-up yeah, dinner. Yeah, I'd never <laughs> even been to a pop-up dinner <laughs> yeah. and, or really even heard of one. And, and we were just trying to figure out, well, one, you know, after New York, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and when we decided in St. Louis, from just, you know, many times coming back together uh, over the past couple of years, it was just, yeah, I think we just like jumped into it. We didn't really know what we did. We probably overshot on the first one that we did mm-hmm. big time. Um, now thinking back, I was, we were joking around in the car yesterday, thinking back to our first pop-up dinner and what I think we executed and what we did, mm-hmm. um, I think... I don't know how we pulled it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't know anybody yet, yeah. you know, so he had like half his family in the kitchen sure. who were like, weren't mm-hmm. cooks at all, but were just uh, like helping out. I, and told I, had, him. I was like, just you know. do exactly what I say <laughs> and this will go well. It's yeah. when you don't listen to me that <laughs> oh, something's going to... That's a great way to talk to your family. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, absolutely, oh, let's okay. do this. Where was that located at? That we was did at it at Cafe Farms. Stadium, yeah. Oh, yeah. which is cool. kind of cool because we're, we're doing our last pop-up dinner before we open at Cafe Stage. Cool. You know, but it's it's our, um, you know, kind of capping that off. But, yeah, I had my sister-in-law helping me serve and, you know, mm-hmm. some friends. And, yeah, I don't know how we pulled that off. Yeah. Um, but but it was, it's a, a good example of what we want to bring in with our restaurant mm-hmm. and its family. You know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know if I want them at Maybe not literally. The but... <laughs> but, but I'm saying the, the team that we build at the restaurant, we want it to be a, a family. Like sure. we're working with our family, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a fun it was a fun experience because I, I, of course, yeah, we I think try to really just – do it really well and blow it up, and, and I think we did a really good job, job with it. Nice. Good deal. They've definitely improved, though, still. <laughs> You've trained them well. Yeah. No, we've oh, improved. No. Like, the dinners, you know, it's like creating a restaurant for, like, one day only in a space you've never been in and uh-huh. having to source all oh, the sure. things that you need to make that happen is, like, way more work, I think, than we anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. while it's Thank been God stressful, for our Ford, but... uh, took our car back. Oh my God! Our last car was just all the destroyed. Yeah. Oh gee. <laughs> yeah. Would you render your own geese or meat or anything? For one dinner at Brennan's last March, yeah, we did like a goose and everything a goose eats. Um, so we did, yeah, I, we made goose fat, goose stock. We did everything and wow. did like these three different plates of goose, like uh, it was what roasted breast with berries and loveridge and I can't remember. What oh, and then the picked goose with the picked grains. Picked goose with and grains and wild onions. And, and then a goose. But broth. it was kind of an idea of like what the mm. the geese graze on and eat. You know, oh, awesome. yeah. and stuff like that, and how you can translate that into food. We did like a hen broth with horseradish or a broth with horseradish. Yeah, and... mm. yeah. So we, tr- you know, we're like borrowing everybody's kitchen all over town. You know, and every day you're like, well, schlep from one place to the next place, and. <laughs> Inevitably, uh, somebody didn't tap the uh, wrap the hotel pan quite tight enough, so goose. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that was one of the many exciting things that happened Oof. in that car. But um, <laughs> yeah, so we could tell some stories about the last Just year. Just a fond but... memory. That's yeah. all. My brother, yeah. my brother once had to go through a car wash because oh even though we, we, because we've been doing a lot of wood fire cooking, and that's mm-hmm. what we really you know want to do at the restaurant. But mm-hmm. so um, 
we did wood-fired cooking in like this kind of makeshift like fire pit grill that I Mm -hmm. had. My brother's got a big truck, so we threw it in the back of it. Like after a day and a half of it Mm -hmm. sitting and smoldering, we thought, I think we poured water in it, but whatever, it still somehow had a little bit of heat in it. Caught on fire from the wind going down the highway, and we had to go in to a car wash to extinguish extinguish it. Whoa, jeez. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah, so... We've had a lot of interesting, fun experiences doing these dinners. Oh, cool. Yeah. But we've met, and I think that... You should write a book. Yeah. <laughs> I said well, that We've a talked lot. about it, yeah. <laughs> like, if... You know, if I would ever do all this, all this over again. But, you know, it's taken us on some pretty cool journeys. We've met some really great people. Mm-hmm. I think back fondly to um, the boucherie that we participated in um, earlier this year. And mm-hmm. that was a kind of just a collection of cooks and, you know, from St. Louis and, and these great guys from Louisiana who travel around and teach oh, people cool. about the importance of celebrating all, the life of a whole pig and mm-hmm. you know you're there when they kill the thing and you mm-hmm. spend two days breaking it down and mm-hmm. cooking every part of it and then mm-hmm. you all sit down and eat it and yeah. that was pretty great um, and meeting some of the, the people we met through that was a really good yeah, like say most, experience. Most of all the people that were coming to eat at the yeah. dance mm-hmm. you know I mean I think they they showed a lot of faith and you know we never printed a menu it was always mm-hmm. an unknown experience coming in a lot. I still don't know the menu is going to be on Sunday, 100%. It's still 29, mm. but that's just how I am. Mm. It's kind of like, yeah. you know, I've got texts buzzing in my pocket from, you know, reaching out to the farmers. Like, are you going to have this? Oh, shoot. No, you don't have it anymore. Okay, so now we got to change this. Mm. And it's really just like kind of developing this, the menu. And, you know, the guests have been really cool about, you know, just putting themselves in our hands and letting us cook for them and serve them and, and then talk to them and see what did we do well? What did we not do well? What do you want? Mm-hmm. Like when we build this restaurant, like... You know, what out of these experiences did you really enjoy and what, you know, should we shoot to do better or do mm-hmm. different? Um, because at the end of the day, you know, we want to do incredibly delicious food with fun service and, you know, great atmosphere and people to really come in and, and feel comfortable and good about the dining experience. So, you know, we're catering to them. It's not, we can't always do, I think, what we want all the time, even, you know, but it's a mix of mm-hmm. really kind of, you know, doing it for everybody that's yeah. going to be there. Well, me ask some random questions, questions like I usually do. Uh, I think, um, any, like, TV shows you like to, to watch online? Especially, like, uh, like, think, like, My Name is Chef, or those kind of shows? Uh, yeah, I mean, we watch a lot, kind of go in spurts with some of the, the binge streaming stuff, but, yeah. um, I would say on a regular basis we watch Parts Unknown, um, on mm-hmm. CNN with mm-hmm. Anthony Bourdain, and that's mm-hmm. a personal favorite. I think, um, we're both really passionate about traveling, mm-hmm. um, and... I love that show because it's not just about the food. It's actually almost kind of the food isn't really the point. It's yeah. about sure. the Experience. discoveries you get yeah. when uh-huh. you're seeking out food um, mm. and what yeah. that teaches you about a culture, um, which I think is really, really amazing. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we kind of gravitate more towards like travel-driven yeah. TV mm. shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure we've got a couple. Mind of Chef is great. I, I love that show. But, yeah, we're um, definitely a season or so not behind. Caught we gotta, yeah, we yeah. Not mm-hmm. caught up mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, and, and Chef's Table, um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, which is... Um, no, no way related to, I would say, even though we got to participate in that, that series, I, I mean, that aside, I think it's one of the best really documentaries about just the, what goes into the mind of a, of a Mm -hmm. chef more Mm -hmm. than that. I would say, I know that show is called my, (laughs) I think this series took a much more personal approach to what people have been building to their whole lives Mm -hmm. and, you know, getting to see. Um, I think my favorite episode of all of those so far has been um, Francis Malman, who's a chef mm-hmm. in Argentina. Mm-hmm. And we had the pleasure of actually eating at one of his restaurants while mm-hmm. traveling down there a couple of years ago. And I think that really um, has stuck with us and has influenced 
parts of what Visio will be like, but, you know, getting to see that whole, like, you know, I don't know if you've seen it, but, you know, he has his own island in Patagonia, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, travels there Fancy. on a boat and has these, like, you know, commune of cooks that just hang out there and, like, mm. cook meats over crazy wood fires and, you know... It's really like a spiritual thing for him, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I think a lot of those shows are really great because mm-hmm. it's, again, it's not even really about the food. It's kind of what, what drives people to do mm-hmm. what they do. And this is a really crazy profession to be in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And, you know, there's, um, a lot you can get out of it. Um, not financially, but, but, but from a, just to make you happy and you, yeah. know, when you mm-hmm. do what you That's love. That's a fulfilling thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. this year has probably been the hardest the hardest part about this year for us is that we haven't been working every day mm-hmm. in a traditional mm-hmm. sense. And, we, you know, we miss that constant, like, you know, activity of, you know, being being in the restaurant. So yeah. we're very excited to get back mm-hmm. to that. But um, that was a very long answer to a short question about no, TV. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's actually what we were looking for, is to travel on there a little bit. You know, yeah. the parts unknown, as it were, per se. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think actually saw you guys, or met you guys briefly at uh, Schlafly's Farmer Markets. Mm-hmm. Um or that were there, I was invited over to uh, help hike the Expo, Expo mm-hmm. IPA. I think you were there, uh, I'm not sure if we talked yeah, or not. I, I don't know if we talked, I think we were like saying some quick words to, either you know, Spencer was there yeah. or someone, I don't know. Yeah, we were leaving with stuff. Yeah. I think we must have had a dinner around that time. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said, oh yeah, those the Vizia people. Yeah, yeah. Actually, wasn't that right when we announced? It was like the day after we announced the name Maybe. and everything. Yeah, well, that's why I, I, well, I think that's yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think we I made this like wow, that's a weird coincidence. Mm. Yeah. Oh, there was all those. Yeah, it was the the blogger uh, central. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I I love that that market, the Schlafly market. Yeah, Renee's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know. yeah. The best things going in town. I've been blown away with all the markets so far. Yeah. You know, it's like Tower Grove is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wish more people would go out to the Ferguson market because I really mm. think that there are a ton of awesome people out there. Mm-hmm. You know, Earth Ants mm. is out there, Bolin is out there. Uh, there's a lot of other farmers that I haven't necessarily worked with yet, but you know, I think it's um, it's definitely a market that's still holding on, but you know, could definitely use the support of more people going sure. out there and stuff. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, Tower Grove, Ferguson, mm-hmm. you know, the one over in Midtown. Um, yeah, the markets are incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we try to get outside of the main St. Louis area mm-hmm. as often as possible. We don't often succeed in that because, you know, it's so many, it's so many nice places right around here. It's kind of, you know, hard to get out there. Yeah. We've uh, been to St. Charles, been to uh, <laughs> Procino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Procino out there. It's actually pretty good. Okay. Um, there's a Veritas Cafe out in Ellisville. is really mm-hmm. good, too. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, of course, Cleveland Heath up in Edwardsville. Oh, yeah, that was one of we our... We had a great yeah, meal there. We had a great yeah. meal there. Yep. And uh, some place, was open in Fair Heights. I can't remember if it was probably actually a pretty good place, but I can't remember what it's called. Of all places, Fair Heights. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. just like the whole area is really waking up to like the idea of... There's things besides Applebee's and McDonald's. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, I agree yeah. 100%. I mean, I know... Um, yeah, I've heard about a lot of places out in like uh, near Baldwin and stuff mm-hmm. like that out there too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see more things happening in Webster that are... That are different with like olive and oak and yep. oh yeah um, yeah yeah I mean I think it was one of the things that really 
interests us. I mean, if you asked me five years ago, do you want to go back to St. Louis <laughs> and open a restaurant? Yeah. I probably would have said no. I, mean, yeah. I, my, I love my family very much, but my career is very, very important to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I want to create an incredible restaurant wherever I go. And I didn't, I was very sheltered growing up eating. You know, I, sure, my, my um, parents were, we were Hacienda, Ferrados, <laughs> Stan, Brentwood, yeah. Rock Hill, Webster Groves. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah. it was my grandpa that kind of pushed, the, kept on pushing the envelope of, oh, let's go try this new Russian restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, Okay, I'm 17 years old. It's like, Russian restaurant? Okay. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was coming back and seeing a lot of things popping up and yeah. hearing about what Gerard was doing and Kevin Nash oh, were yeah. doing and, like, you know, reading a little more about them. And because um, even when I would come back to visit five years ago, they were doing things, but yeah. I was still kind of in this own little world of I got yeah. a day and a half to fly back to St. Louis and see my family. And it was always mm-hmm. been going back to the same places. You know, yeah. Oh, okay. your favorite place growing up here is here. So we're still going to go here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, it still really took, mm-hmm. you know, the last couple times with her coming back with me and really, you know, let's go check out all the, yeah, let's go yeah. see what else is going on here mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was really inspiring to see him. And I think, you know, I feel like it's very, very important for more and more people to kind of, you know, that grew up in smaller towns and stuff like that. You know, there's this whole thought that you have to go out to New York and San Francisco and that, mm-hmm. that. but yeah. you know, there's, it means a lot, I think, to also be able to go learn that. That's awesome. I think you should travel and, and go other places and learn, but then also bring that back to yeah. where you're from mm-hmm. and create more and more special, you know, special places. I think it's very, very important. I think that's how these cities grow is, you know, people like Gavin Case and going back to Minneapolis and, mm. you know, creating a great restaurant. It's like what we want to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's very important. Excellent. When you guys think of the word successful, who comes to mind for you? Oh, yeah. That's tough. Don't worry, take your time. Someone you know, someone you don't know, any industry. Long silence. Um, <laughs> no one's successful. Huh? <laughs> no, there's, yeah, there's a lot. I'm just trying to think of like... Um, I think of Danny Meyer. Yeah? Hmm? Why? Um, I think he really embod- embodies somebody who started off with doing something just because you really loved it mm-hmm. um, and that was opening Union Square Cafe mm-hmm. you know uh, 25 whatever plus years ago and and I think he has so smartly grown his business um, while maintaining his principles mm-hmm. all along the way which is a really hard thing to do mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people you know start off with a, an idea and you know life life happens and mm-hmm. you make compromises and sacrifices you know along the way to, to stay successful more or less but Mm -hmm. I think he's really done it um and kept his word um with a real passion for just hospitality Mm -hmm. you know if you you meet him on the street like if you didn't know who he was you just were you know you'd have no idea um I think he's a huge inspiration yeah and he is from St. Louis well that's not the reason I say it I think it's it's Mm. an awesome coincidence that Mm. he happens to be from St. Louis but he is very successful um and I think in all yeah, and That's I mean, mine. when you I say, in, well, no, you know, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think for me and her both, it's he's been a very huge inspiration for us because, I mean, it's kind of, he embodies, you know, like Stomar and shaped us so much in our cuisine uh, and hospitality and service, but Danny really with the hospitality aspect. And I just remember um, when I first moved to New York, it was my first job and, you know, going to um, my, not training, what is it called? Uh, Orientation. orientation. You go to orientation, mm-hmm. and he does it. You know, once every couple of weeks, everybody from all his restaurants, but they meet with him, hmm. and it's like a day with Danny, like really going over everything. And um, and I just remember like how he he just acted in the restaurant. He'd come in, and it wasn't just about going around and saying hello to the guests and regulars and stuff like that. He'd always come back to the kitchen, 
and not just say hello to Daniel, not just say hello to the sous chefs, but he'd come back to the cooks. And, you know, I was the other guy from St. Louis. I was the Cardinals fan in the kitchen. Mm. So he always remembered mm. that. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I was very fortunate to where he, you know, he was also kind of a regular at Blue Hill throughout the, past, the last couple of years and stuff like that. So I've been, you know, we've had the fortune of getting to know him a lot better. Sure. Um, but yeah, I just think like how, seeing how he runs his business and, you know, runs a lot of that's very, very inspirational to mm-hmm. how, how we want to create a family and really, um, you know, put just a lot of... keep the focus on hospitality, yeah. which yeah. I think sometimes sound, sounds sounds really simple, but is um, but is pretty complex. It is. Not always so obvious when mm-hmm. you first look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I was thinking of all the people we've interviewed here who've sat on this couch. You guys are the second couple that we have interviewed. Who was so, the first? Um, Kelly and Zach Stout, who own Bar Fancy, they yeah, they have an online store and they sell uh, craft and artisan barware. Oh, cool! Yeah, uh, Kelly is a chef at uh, Olio, okay. and Zach works at as a bartender at Fraser's. Oh, yeah, cool. So they're they're cool. They're really yeah, neat. We'll um, we're also a couple who works together. Yeah. We don't exclusively work together, yeah, but yeah. what <laughs> what sort of things work for you as a couple and what doesn't? What what can you <laughs> that's attribute? That's the that's the second book I'll be writing. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all the dumb things my husband said. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, Trust me, there that could be three or four books in one. It's a, a multi volume series. Um, that's yeah, a book. I know that's that's the book writing. <laughs> I would say the very very the the short answer is that this sort of dynamic is not meant for everyone um for sure and i think that Mm -hmm. some people look at us like i don't know how on earth you go day after day spending that much time with each other Mm -hmm. um and this has definitely been in our relationship probably the most time we've ever spent together because we haven't been working in a Mm -hmm. traditional sense and Mm -hmm. you know we've we live live together we have one car we it's like you know we're together a lot Mm -hmm. um so yeah, that sounds really extreme, um, but for us, it works, and I think mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why I think we're, I, I hope, going to be successful, because we sort of get each other in a way that I think when you're talking about the dynamic of a chef and a restaurant manager, you know, let's mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that we can say to each other <laughs> that you couldn't say to, you know... If, if the chef at my restaurant wasn't my husband, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that that's one part of it. And not saying bad or good. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, we can we can get testy with one another and uh, and <laughs> go home at the end of the night and know that it was just it was just business. It yeah. wasn't personal. Mm-hmm. So that that is a, a huge advantage, I think. Um, and we also I really get where he's coming from. And I know how important some details are to him and he knows how important you know some of the details are to me mm-hmm. um we talk through everything a lot probably too much um i'm trying to think of it even today as an example like he's probably told me about the menu for sunday's dinner like 10 mm-hmm. times and it's changed each time and you know sometimes <laughs> i'm like oh my god stop just tell me when you thought it you know just like i can't you know yeah i've got a really bad habit of waking her up in the middle of the night because oh. like i i have yeah, I sometimes can't turn my brain off. So I'll be like, oh, yeah, I know hey, that is, yeah. hey, like, what do you think if we did this? And, and I'm like, just, I'm going like, to sleep, please. So, <laughs> write it down. Yeah. I'm talking about it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. um, so I wake up with like 10 emails to myself. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, I, I forgot I for that. this, but I don't want to forget. And, nice. Yeah, I mean, we drive, we're in the car a lot, and, you know, he always mm-hmm. drives, and mainly because I'm always like, shooting emails or doing something and then yeah i'll be like Uh he's like text this order to so-and-so and and then then do this and then i'm like i haven't even finished writing out the first sentence you told me like slow down you know so um it's kind of 
always entertaining, I'm sure, if you were a fly on the wall, if the two of us talk, but, um, but we're just a really good team, you well, know, yeah, yeah, and cool. I think, as I'm sure you've probably experienced in your own, um, in your own way doing things like this together, you know, right. it's, it's really fun if you're doing something you both love. Sure. Um, yeah. There's ups, there's downs, there's mm-hmm. days where we want to just, I wanted to say, I can't, I just don't want to look at you, you know, <laughs> until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I will never sugarcoat it and say that yeah. it's just all sunshine and roses all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if it's something... I've almost had to go back and live with my mother a time or two. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, she's always there. Yeah. She's always got an extra room for you. Oh, yeah. um, we lived with his mother, actually, when we first moved here. Oh, um, really? that, that was a definitely, I think if we, if we, we survived that, not that it was a bad experience. Yeah. All, but that's also like Living with taking parents, it to the though. extreme, right? Yeah. So we, um, uh-huh. we've been through a lot together. Cool. Um, and I think this restaurant is as much a reflection of him as it is me and kind of vice versa. You know? Nice. Mm. Very cool. So it's, it's, every day is a new set of challenges and opportunities. Indeed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Christine's better at uh, one-on-one conversations. I'm better at schmoozing and working a crowd. So it kind of works out good that way that we can take turns like that. Yeah. yeah. You got to find what, you know, you know what your strengths are and yep. your weaknesses are and you play off yep. each other. And yep. Yep. I'm creative. She's organized. So. Mm-hmm. I think we're, yes, we're we sure. have similar dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, if you guys could pick a TV game show to be on, what one would you pick oh, to be a contestant? God, I always wanted to be on The Price of Right. I was just going to say that. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a classic. I grew up watching like, that. So. Like old school Bob Barker? or you Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jerry? Rod Roddy, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to do um, the uh, the mountain. Climb. I don't know if I did. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the showcase showdown. Um, I want to yeah. do Plinko. Plinko is also good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, if you pick, if you're taking Price is Right. Um, well, I mean, I, I, not yeah, smart I mean, enough the for Jeopardy. Family Feud. The, like, <laughs> I don't know. There's a. I wanted the other. What's another game show that I just mm. love? Wheel um, of Fortune. Yeah, I, I'm I, I wouldn't be good at Wheel of Fortune, though. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't either. It'd be some odds that I don't get it. Yeah, like, so, oh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would probably take Wheel of Fortune. You can have prices right. Nice. Mm. I always think press your luck. I was like, yeah, yeah. That was fun. That was a good one. Do you guys have any hobbies or stuff you do that no one would ever suspect about you? Or interests? I feel like I used to have a lot more um, that I don't have time for anymore. Um mm. I used to run a lot. Yeah, I, lo- I love to yeah. run. It helps me oh, clear really? up my head every day. Yeah. I don't get wow. to do it as much as I would love to do, but, mm. you know, depending on when our meetings are throughout the day, oh, but I, it helps clear, definitely helps clear my head. Just mm-hmm. like run a couple miles, either okay. out in the park, Tower Grove, or... Uh, I don't know. What's, what, what hobbies do I have? Is there something you like to read or random Ooh. TV show you like to watch? Are you a gamer? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> no. Um... I really like gardening. I mean, I don't, again, that's something I used to do more than I do now. Mm -hmm. We used to have a great backyard garden in our apartment in uh, White Plains. Mm -hmm. Um, We did a balcony garden this year, which was not as successful successful in Mm -hmm. containers, but we we certainly tried. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really fascinated by plants, Mm -hmm. I think, in general. Um, I kind of like to geek out on botany stuff and learning about the origins of, you know. I'd say you like mixology though and stuff but like a lot of that yeah so for me yeah. there's an amazing book that if you ever get the chance to, to find it it's just it's the perfect convergence of booze and botany it's called the drunken botanist yes yeah. you know i think book? we own it okay. yeah it might be yeah. back in there somewhere. It's, um that's one of my favorite 
books I've read yeah. um, because it really shows you, it breaks it down by by species of plant and all mm. the things that that plant is responsible for yeah. in, the, in the spirits world or beer cool. or wine or whatever. You know, and I think there's obviously a lot of obvious things like, you know, wine is made from grapes and, you know, <laughs> beer is made from wheat and hops. But when you get into the spirits, there's a lot of history. Um, mm. And when you start learning about the plant itself, it teaches you a lot about the flavor profiles of what works really well with it. And I think that can be mm. a really helpful companion if you're trying to create cocktails and find <laughs> complementary flavors that, you know, can pair really well together. So I kind of mm-hmm. like to geek out about stuff like that. Cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. No, that's interesting. That's what I was looking for. So Our newer cool. hobby, she's becoming a very big Cardinals fan. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've, I've developed a, <laughs> a love for the Cardinals. I never grew up with baseball, so I was an easy sell. But Very good. Cool. What did you guys want to be when you were kids? A baseball player. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, up until, up until Mizzou, I was mm. trying to pursue baseball. Wow. On high school team and those high team school, and middle school, yeah, yeah, all you know, all summer, fall, winter leagues. Cool. There's some really cute ev- little pictures. Everything. <laughs> um, I played, yeah, I played my freshman year of college at actually Webster University, and then transferred oh, to wow. Mizzou, mm. uh, and tried to play, but it was not, uh, mm-hmm. it was not su- successful at that anymore. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, to but be I still love to play. Yeah, hmm? I wanted <laughs> to be Katie Kirk. Really? Oh, oh wow. yeah. And I went to school for I went to college for broadcast journalism actually, wow. really? and um, hmm. I realized by my third year after doing my internship at the local NBC affiliate that I really didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and maybe I, maybe I, that's the wrong way to describe it, but I didn't really love it enough to want to be a overnight, you know, yeah. reporting on really silly things in the middle of nowhere. Sure, and that's yeah. kind of how you have to get started in that industry. Yeah. And, and I think you have to love something like that to want to make that sacrifice. So yeah. it's kind of ironic that I later on decided to, quit work crazy hours for no money in restaurants yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> but, it's funny how that works but yeah. i love it so it's <laughs> different right, you know yeah. so um it was great experience and i learned a lot in terms of how to talk and you know be a, a people person and i think sure. that kind of plays into why i really love customer service so much because mm-hmm. cool. that that human interaction you know and being able mm-hmm. to tell a story through food mm-hmm. whereas you know i was trying to learn how to tell a story through you know mm-hmm. um, through the news but mm-hmm. anyway cool so I think Tara and Michael, I'm going to wrap things up just okay. a little bit. Um, where can people find you in person and online? What are your steps? Really <laughs> 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 can find us on the corner of such and such um, with the big sign twirling yeah. around. Um, <laughs> we are, um, so brick and mortar when it opens mm-hmm. is going to be at the corner of Boyle and Duncan mm-hmm. uh, in Cortex. Um, and for the time being, uh, we will be doing pop-up dinners the rest of this year um, coming up uh, at the block in the Central West End mm-hmm. on Sunday. And then for... Uh, Four dinners at Cafe Osage at Bowood Farms. And then we're going to wrap it up and at, then at Claverack. First, first to, you heard it first, we just decided on doing a dinner at Claverack uh, Farm on December 20, or 18th, which is a Sunday. Neat. Very good. Um, which is going to be really great. Um, and then we're online, viciarestaurant.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's the same Vicia Restaurant for all forms of social, social media. media. Cool. Do you want to give you out your personal thingies if you want? You don't have to. Yeah. Some people oh, like to give out uh, uh, my, my alter ego is Fun Fearless Foodie. Um, oh, wow. So nice. the quick story is that I, I started a food blog when I lived in Florida mm-hmm. um, when I was still working in corporate America as a mm-hmm. way to like have something that mm-hmm. um, I was really 
excited about that got me through the monotony of my day-to-day life and it was when I realized I was like writing my blog posts at my desk and doing that more than I was doing my work that Mm. I was like something is not lining up here in life like I need to listen to my inner self um Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what led me to going to cooking school um so I was that was the name of my blog was fun fearless foodie so Mm. that sort of stuck around cool and it's still here still here I haven't dropped it neat very good and you're just Michael yep just Michael good good deal so, last question. This is another open-ended one. We'll edit out silences if we need it. Do you have any asks or requests of the people listening? Oh, that's a good question. I would ask people to, um, well, one, come to our restaurant when it's open. We appreciate that. Um, but I would say come with an open mind um, because mm. there may be things that are unfamiliar. Um, maybe there's some things that seem like, I don't know, I'm used to eating this way and this is sort of breaking those conventions and I would say we really think about all the food that we do as being really delicious first and foremost and we're not trying to just do vegetables to do vegetables you know if that makes sense so I would ask that you come with an open mind and trust us that we're trying to serve you something that you're I, I hope you'll really love to eat and will maybe make you go oh I never thought of eating a grilled broccoli stem but I really loved it you know mm-hmm. so be open-minded you know and and tell us if we totally missed the mark <laughs> what yeah. would you say cool uh no I agree 100% with what you just said okay. except for I don't want to be told when I miss the mark <laughs> no, I'm just joking I'm just joking. well I don't have to tell you I'm the front facing person they tell me <laughs> yeah I would say come with an open mind and um I hope we can keep surprising you sweet well michael tara it's really been a pleasure yeah, thank yeah, you it's fun it's been, it's been very interesting it's been great to meet waffles and yes yeah. waffles thank you for yeah. the company hanging yeah. out thank you for the tea that was well, very delicious yeah. check out retrailer she's great got it cool all right hey you guys thank you so much for listening we here at we eat stuff could really use your help i'm just gonna put it out there Um, We are looking for sponsors for our podcast. We are looking for people to help us push on our mission of We Eat Stuff. Um, We need your help. We need your financial help. We have a Patreon page. You can find that at patreon.com slash weeatstuff. That's spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash weeatstuff. We made a lovely little video for you with the two of us and waffles, Um, so please go check it out. And if you feel so inclined, go ahead and make a monthly donation to us to help the mission of We Eat Stuff continue. Thank you. Please join us next week for another interview with a St. Louis industry person. But in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Thanks, guys. See you later.